are the mouthpiece of a nation, Holden DePardo. <laughs> that's that's puts me in too important of like a a threshold. I'm not comfortable with that. <laughs> I don't I don't like that. Hey, what's up, all you people? Welcome to the 14th episode of Split Screen Gaming Podcast, uh, where three lifelong friends gather. Uh, and the I'm Chad Michaelinis. <laughs> What's your name? My name is Holden Depardo. It's been a while since we've done this. It's been a while. I was supposed to do it this week, but I couldn't oh. find the little script for the opening. So I'm like, where is it? And Chad starts, and I'm like, well, shit. Nice. So we missed that. Nice. Good job, us. Okay. We did it. We have our most ambitious episode ready for you. This it is has to be, be ambitious. You know why? Because Holden was being a little bitch. Had I was a little, a sore little throat. bitch. Hey, we had to sick. delay it a week, and now we have two weeks worth of podcasts to catch up on in one yeah. episode. So we got some good stuff lined, lined up. We're going to talk about this week, um, Arms of the Beginning. We're going to talk about why Chad thinks Zelda is boring mm. and why he's also wrong. <laughs> and then on Sunday... There was we're... a dragon disagreeing with you. <laughs> no, the dragons in Zelda like being in Zelda. And then on Sunday, we're going to have a E3 Predictions podcast. So this is going to be I like... I like you're gripping onto this microphone stand like you're about to fall off a ledge. Or I don't, like I'm that. just holding on to it. It's just comfortable. <laughs> I'm just prepared. I'm ready to do this. So, before we get into ARMS, what games have you been playing this what week? What games have you been playing in the last two weeks? Yeah, the last two uh, weeks. Thanks for listening and sticking with us. Also, hold on. Before we get to that part, shout out to Dane Deasy's Balls. Do you like balls? Do you like beards? Check out Dane Deasy's Bearded Balls. I uh, just want to mention him because he's great, and he reached out to us, gave us some feedback. Uh, the rest of you, we want to hear from you. So if you have feedback or feature requests or subscriber interrogatives or you want me to take a look in, at your beach bod for the summer and judge it, I will judge you. Podcasts are more about just talking. It's also about listening. It is. It's about listening. It's about and listening. that's our job. Yeah. We're good listeners. And for the rest of this podcast, we will only be listening to what you are telling us. So what did you play this week, Holden? Uh, this week, you know, I played... Um, uh, actually, I played some Mario games this week. I've been really wanting to play Mario lately. So I played some Super Mario World on my 3DS, which was really fun. Okay. I got my 3DS back this week. I was letting a friend borrow it. And Sounds like a shitty friend. <laughs> <laughs> I let him borrow because he wanted to play Link Between Worlds. And I, I really more than I told him he should play Link Between Worlds than <laughs> here's my 3DS. He should play this. So nice. played some some Mario. And I also haven't been playing too much outside like Tumbleweed. I'm still playing a lot of Tumbleweed. Tumbleweed. I've been I've been enjoying No, Tumbleseed. Tumble yeah, Tumbleseed. You tumble called seed. Oh, you got me. You got, got me. Got you. Got you. I also found I was going through my PlayStation library and I'm like I'm like, oh, I should play Bloodborne again because I really want to play Bloodborne. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I played another game. I know. I saw myself. And I'm like, I'm going to play something I have not played before because there are, and I counted, there are like 90 games on my PlayStation that I have, and most of them I've never touched. Nice. <laughs> not even played it, I haven't touched. So I started playing, uh, shit, what's it called? Lords of the Fallen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the one, the guys who made The Surge. Remember the. Oh, is the, it the same yeah, guys? Yeah, same okay. guys. Yeah, I think. I'm pretty sure. So it's funny because it's. I have that too. I bought it, but I haven't played it. It's super Dark Souls. It plays almost identically, but it makes me realize how much smoother and how much better the gameplay and how incredible the gameplay in Dark Souls is. Because this is yeah. very similar, but it's not quite the same. Like when you go to dodge, he's a little bit slower when he moves left and right and rolling and dodging. So I, I didn't get the same like feel that I got with the Dark Souls. Yeah. But I enjoyed it enough that I'm, I want to kind of keep going and seeing what it, it has to offer. 
It's not bad. It is the same studio. I just looked it up. Uh, I've, I've heard good things about The Surge. The name is uh, Deck 13 Interactive. Yeah, I think... So, I've been trying not to buy anything except for Overwatch because it was on sale and I played it and I loved it. But I've been trying not to buy anything because Sony announced on June 9th for a month, if you spend 100 bucks in the store, you get 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. So, I'm trying not to buy anything until then. But oh, I do want to buy and yeah. play The Surge. Uh and the surge. If you guys haven't seen it before, I hadn't. We've seen even it. talked about it on this podcast. No, I just found out about it like a week ago, and I sent you a video of it. And apparently, it's been around. The yeah, for a while. I saw it earlier this year, but for some reason, just kind of didn't make an impression at the time. For some yeah. reason, I it's don't like know. a futuristic robot Dark Souls. The trailer they showed off wasn't very good because knowing now that it is a futuristic sci-fi Dark Souls, I want to play the shit out of that game. I didn't ever watch the trailer. I just watched that gameplay video. There was there was a trailer, and it was like a it was like a CGI trailer. It wasn't a gameplay trailer. Yeah, and it was the main character in his mech suit, which was really cool. And he was fighting this robot, and I'm like, okay, it looks cool, but it's a CG trailer, which means the gameplay could be like a top down. Yeah, (laughs) I have no idea this is gonna be. So it just didn't really make a huge impression on me. But it's supposed to be great. Yeah, came out last month. Uh, getting pretty good reviews, so I'm gonna look at that. Yeah. Uh, so Overwatch. Um, Overwatch. Yeah, I played Overwatch. It was free on Memorial Day weekend. I played it for about three hours. Joshua talked about how much he loved it, and he was like, "Damn, I had a really good time with this game." Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was on sale for the time for like thirty-eight bucks, yeah. and I was like, "Yeah, I'll buy it." So it's on sale again. Like, actually, like, that sale's over, but now it's on sale again for thirty dollars. Uh, it's forty bucks right 40 now. Forty bucks. Sorry. Yeah. So you're wrong. I'm always wrong. Um, yeah, so I bought that. I'm excited to actually learn and get good at that. Uh, but I have a feeling that's going to be a game that I'm going to come back to maybe once a week for 30 minutes at a time. Like, I think I'll play a couple matches of Overwatch tonight, and then I'll get sucked into it and play that forever. Um, I also played it and didn't Yeah, you didn't it. enjoy it. But, but you it's only because like it's not shooters. my kind of game. Yeah, it's not a, I'm not a first-person shooter fan. But it, the characters were very cool. Everyone felt unique and different and all that. It was very polished, but... Yeah. What kind of characters did you play? I actually played all of them. I tried to play all every, of them. Every yeah, I, played, I played every character. I yeah. played mostly just the tanks. Okay. I did one offensive character. I think I want to get good at healers, too, because none of, like, two of the groups that I did the entire three hours had healers in them. Everyone else said, no healers, no healers. I was like, well, yeah, shit, somebody's going to be a healer. That was one thing that I had, had a hard time was with, with healers. I tried yeah. them all out, and I kind of felt like I didn't quite know what I was doing, because... And like I could shoot the gun at the enemies and my guys, but I wasn't sure. Like, is this the healing gun, or is there another healing thing I have to do? I'm like, no, it looks like it's healing them. I just like an idiot playing yeah. that. People listening to this are going, yeah, Holden, that was healing them. You're really <laughs> dumb. <laughs> we got to get Josh back on here and teach us yeah. how to play it. Um, well, I guess I'm not gonna play it, so he'll no, teach you how to you're play. You're gonna it, watch and I'll, us. Play I'll just it, listen, and you're gonna cry because podcasts are about listening. While you flick your Joy-Con. <laughs> um, what else? So we both played Overwatch. Yeah, I played and beat. Farpoint VR in the last two weeks. Uh, that game, we talked about how great it was, like the experience we had with it, mm-hmm. the 90-minute experience I had it with it at the time. But then it, it turned into something so much better. Like, it was really great, but then, like, the pacing was perfect, the way that when it switched from enemy type to enemy type so that you didn't get tired of one enemy too much because if the whole game was spiders, then woof, that would have been... That okay, so they're bit. not just spiders all the time. That's oh, no. really good no, to hear. No, spiders, they have a cool boss battle with an enormous spider. Okay. And then... So there's uh, just different spiders. Robots. And then Ooh, so robots. Like little flying robots. Skinny, and then like giant <laughs> mech robots. And Do the noise over time? <laughs> That's what machine guns sound like, I'm assuming. <laughs> and the noise you're going for, machine no, guns? No, they have laser eyes and oh, rockets. Okay, that makes more sense, the noise. Yeah, then. duh. duh. Uh, and then there were, there's like an alien race. Like humanoid looking aliens oh. with guns and shit. And they're like the ultimate bad guys. 
they were the ultimate bad guys, but they were like the end game. And it was really great. Farpoint VR, totally. If you have a PlayStation VR, this is a get the gun. Don't buy it and play with a dual stock. I do like that gun accessory. It's very cool. Yeah, (laughs) uh, that's the way to play it. And also the story. So when we had talked about it last time, I hadn't paid attention to any of the story. But the story was actually really cool. And I really enjoyed watching all the cutscenes, And I was like super invested in these two people on this planet. That's surprising. Just it was really good. I, I don't know. VR stories don't seem to quite be there quite yet. So I maybe I should give this game a good. try. And, I'm, I'm starting to get the itch that I should get a PSVR. You absolutely should. But I just want to wait because it's still... You just want to like, wait because you have so much more Zelda to play. No, I want to wait because it's not high resolution enough for me. Everything feels blurry. We'll try it with a PS4 Pro. I've yeah. already said after E3, whether they announce a price drop or an upgrade or whatever, I'm getting a PS4 Pro. Okay. So there won't be a price drop. If a price drop is coming, it's next year. Who knows? It's, it can't didn't even come out a year ago. So they still have to compete with the Scorpio. 3DS dropped its price within three months. That's because so. That's because 3DS that's didn't Nintendo's sell. That's because Nintendo's shitty. It's because <laughs> don't be me. Don't hold be on, hold me. Let me finish your sandwiches. Shitty. <laughs> um, what does finish each other's sandwiches? Oh, tangled. Or finish is it each frozen? Sandwiches? It's either frozen or it's frozen. Wait, finish each other's sandwiches? Yeah. No, that they were was... singing in a song and like, and we finish each other's sandwiches. Oh my god, I was gonna say or I don't that it joke was, was made, and I can't believe I know this. Was it Annie Hall? No, no. it was <laughs> Annie Hall, the classic Woody Allen movie. No, it was from was movie, an though. equally high caliber comedy, Employee of the Month, The Dean Cook, and Jessica oh. Simpson. It was in there. Jessica Simpson makes that joke. That can't be the first time. I that swear, came that's the first time I've heard it at least. Yeah, Frozen cannot have ripped off. I really kind of the month with I secretly kind of hope they did because I don't like the Disney animated movies that much. It'd be like, yes, you haven't even fucking seen it. So I have shut seen up. Tangled and I've seen Frozen. Aren't they fucking great though? There's only one They're part so of Frozen good. I enjoyed, and that was the snowman really longing to, yes, to, be, to live in summer. summer. That yes. was really funny. That whole musical number was really great. Yeah, but I don't uh, really like musicals. Hi, so usually. I played Overwatch. Yeah, I played. Far this is a video game VR. podcast. Let's not talk about movies, Chad. This is a movie podcast, Holden, and you haven't even watched. I can't think of a movie title right now. Most hey, movies. <laughs> I played VR, Farpoint. Uh, la la la. I played a lot more Zelda. Um, Which we will we will talk yeah, about we'll talk when about Chad... in a little bit. That's our topic of the show yeah, is we're... why I think it's boring. I, I, won't, I won't say the words because it's too painful to say. Say which words? Um, that a certain game is boring. <laughs> oh, yeah. A certain game is a euphemism for Zelda. Breath of the Wild. I didn't, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Yeah, I would we'll never say such a thing. Um... <laughs> And then I also played something else, I'm sure. Played a lot of Pokemon Go still. I am uh, two and a half candies away from a Dragonite. And then the only Pokemon that I need is a Hitmonchan. And that's it. I completed the first 150, all the ones you can get. I believe I read that legendary pokemon are yes. coming to pokemon legendary Go. pokemon and pvp Ooh, so, what's pvp gonna do like you battle you battle each players? other yeah Ooh, that should have been there from day one right yeah well they couldn't even keep their servers up day one or two or nine it's because nintendo so. is shitty right that's right okay uh no that's not you idiot <laughs> i think that's all i played and arms i played arms, arms. yeah so, we just did the test punch for let's that. talk about arms arms i i think It'll surprise no one that I love the new Nintendo game. <laughs> yeah, surprise. Holden loves it. It's great. I think it's super fun. So the the basic idea for those who don't know what it is, you are it's it's not really one on one fighting. It can be more than that, but base it is just one on one fighting uh, with arms that have like like ribbon arms almost. They can like extend across the entire arena. 
and you like just inspector gadget like inspector gadget yeah just like inspector gadget and you can change the gloves that you have so you might just have standard boxing gloves that pack a punch or they're like boomerang gloves and they can curve around you can have like fast fire like uh gloves where it shoots out like three little like i guess like nerf rockets like almost. or you could have hammers they're hammers like there's all sorts of hammers cool so you're basically just fighting one-on-one or there's you know two-on-two battles you also have you can play volleyball back and forth and you're like just punching the volleyball back and forth to either side there's supposed to be a basketball one but we didn't get the chance to play that i thought that was coming this week but we it's played not. it for an hour and there was no basketball in there there's no basketball there was something new though that i didn't see before which was headlock do you want to go into headlock? Nope. No? I, you I, like it, so I'll let you describe oh, it. Oh, okay. So headlock, there was a guy, he had six arms, and he's a, a computer-controlled uh, enemy, and everyone you're fighting with online is now just ganged up against him, but he's really hard. We had a pretty easy time against him the first few times, but the last time, he was super difficult. Yeah. And I, could, I did not get a single hit on him. Because he had six arms and just blocked all of my punches going in. It's really fun. It's just it sounds simple and it is simple, but there's a lot of small details. Yeah, it's it's. I think what I came to realize that it is like any other fighting game. Yep. You can button mash, or in this sense, like just freak out with palsy with your hands and motion waggle mash, uh, like you would a natural fighter. Mm-hmm. What am I saying? What are these? A natural fighter. A natural fighter. You mean Hold a on, traditional I'm gonna fighter? I'm going to reset. Arms is like a traditional fighting game where, yes, you can button mash or wiggle and you can kind of get through and it will be fun for you. But then there is a lot of technical uh, skill that you can develop for it as yeah. well. There are some people who are very good Yeah, for playing it for an hour. And it's one of those, I think I, I did not like it. I'd like I, it was fun. It was yeah. fine, but it's it's like Street Fighter or mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat for me. Where it's like, yeah, I enjoyed playing this for an hour, but I'm definitely not going to spend sixty bucks on it. I already talked on the podcast about how I can't justify spending sixty bucks on a fighting game because I just don't think there's enough depth for me there, and like a lot of that replayability is not something mm-hmm. that interests me to go that deep and technical with it. Yeah, but I think my overall experience with this game is that. They have some cool characters, it looks like. I'm excited to see those join the Nintendo universe. I like those better than the Splatoon squid people. Um, I think we'll see these guys like Smash for sure. This would be a very up. fun game to like play at a Best Buy kiosk for 10 minutes, and I think that's all I need wow, for That me. is low <laughs> praise. No, it, I mean, it, I had an enjoyable time. It's one of those things where if I played it at a Best Buy, I was like, oh, man, this is kind of fun. Cool. It's I not might gonna... pick that up for a kid. It's not going to sell Switches. No one's going to be like, no. well, Mario didn't convince me, Zelda didn't convince me, but ARMS, I will buy a Switch now. It's, well, no, ask Travis Manning out there. Travis that was his favorite one at the Switchy Reel. He so. did. He, he really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it, too. I'm not a big fighting game fan, yeah. but I, the motion control set it apart for me. I tried playing on the Pro Controller, and you can do it. It's totally possible. If anything, you're more accurate because you can aim with your joystick as opposed to aiming yeah. with with the just the wherever your arms happen to land when you're punching in the air but i still liked the feel the motion controls like you know kind of angling both controllers together so that you can can dodge uh how you kind of twist your arm to make it curve like there were some cool things there i enjoyed and i know that i can once i kind of nail those motions down it will play better I think, but it was good motion controls overall. There yeah, it was pretty no good problems motion controls. with motion controls. I'm. I wonder if there's going to be like a hardcore fighting game community. Well, obviously it's Nintendo, so there's not really going to be a hardcore community like there would be unless it's like Smash. But 
Yeah. If there's going to be a community that goes super in deep and like, I'm going to learn every single tiny trick and things like that. I'm going to be like super savant at it because, but using motion controls. Cause I don't think you can be as exact. Like it's very hard to be like super precise and things like that with the joy cons versus what I would think you'd be able to do with a traditional controller. So there was, there was one moment where it kind of, and it was pure luck. This is like not me having skill like in any way, shape or form, but like you went down, we were on a two on two battle versus another team. You went down, and it was just me against the two people, and they were already really good. And I'm like, "There's, I'm done instantly." And I lasted yeah. a good like other like well, maybe like 15 seconds against them. But I was able to do it because I was I was able to block their punches by punching their punches. Yeah. So and it was able to happen often enough that I wasn't trying to do it because I just I'm just not that good at the game yet. But I felt like if I did try to get good at the game, I could do that kind of on call, like whenever I needed to. I'm literally punching in the air right now yeah, you as are. I'm talking. And, and it looks unnatural. <laughs> so that's ARMS. Holden's still sucking that Nintendo dick. I've and I always thought been it was pretty Nintendo fun stick. for an hour. It is. It's yeah. a fun game. I'm definitely going to buy it when it comes out. Do you got any news, Chad? Maybe? Oh, I've got some news. You got some news? Oh, I've got news. I'm going to send news. And nudes if you want them. Contact us, splitscreengamingpodcast at gmail.com if you want nudes. Uh, or to give us feedback, probably preferably the latter. Being so. one of the people that can see Chad right now, you don't want the nudes. <laughs> oh, oh, you want the nudes? What did I say earlier about having to take my shirt off? And if we were going to do something, I'd be like, I have to take my shirt off and listen to Kenny Loggins. Oh, if we were going to do arms volleyball, I would have to take my shirt off and blast Kenny you Loggins did say that. because of Top Gun. So um, we just got a comment. By we got a way. comment? Yeah, we got a comment. On, on our, our split screen page? On our split screen. Oh, shit! During the podcast, too. Hey, guys, hold on. Like, we spoke it, and somebody heard, in our mouths, from God's ears. That's the saying, right? In our mouths, from God's ears. What is it? I can't find it. I can't find it either, but I got a notification about it. You got a notification? I got a notification about it. check my notification center. The completionist commented on split screen gaming's photo. How nerdy are we? Oh, yeah. Our PlayStation yeah. E3. Oh, it's just a thumbs up. Oh, my gosh. I know the completionist. Do you really? No, I don't know him, know him, but like he does a... You know of him? Oh, my gosh. No, I talked about him in one of our episodes. Really? Yes, I did. I I was talking about how I thought it was funny that he'd been playing Zelda for like 300 hours and had only done like one Divine Beast or something like that because he just is trying to find like all the Korok seeds and all of the, the swords and all the armor sets and everything. Yeah. He's trying to complete absolutely everything about the game. He's a, like a pretty big player on YouTube, actually. Um, That's pretty cool. So I see that in the notification, but then I go to the actual photo and I don't see his. He just posted a thumbs up. It looks like I don't. I don't see it. I, I here it is right here. Yeah, I mean that's the notification, but then if you actually go to the photo itself on our page, I don't see that. Yeah, it's on, on Instagram. Oh, it's on Instagram. Yeah, but Facebook is linked to Instagram, so it came up on Facebook pages. That's why. That's and then so said someone, weird. you know, commented, and then yeah, yeah, cool. That's cool. Thank you, completionist. I'm sure you don't listen, but hey, hey, maybe he's maybe going he to does. now. Maybe who he knows? Does. Yeah, who knows? Maybe the Pope listens. Hey, Pope, <laughs> Pope listens. <laughs> Let's talk. 
Maybe I Donald, have your ear for the next hour. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Donald Trump listens to this. Please put us back in the Paris Accord. <laughs> really, no, you know what? Just don't listen to us. I know I don't you don't think that you're the mayor or the uh, you don't help. What did he say? He said um, that I, we're not a, po- we're not a politics podcast. Oh, it was we're so not funny, a politics though. It was podcast. So funny though. Okay. Oh, Christ on the cracker. It's about Pittsburgh or something like that. Uh, Pope, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I said Christ on a cracker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's talk about news. We're 20 minutes into this thing. We should probably talk about some. We shit. should talk about some news. Hey. Do you guys believe Red Dead 2 is coming out this year? Because you lied to yourselves. It's coming out next year. I'm Red totally Dead bummed Redemption about this 2 one. Delayed. Um, I'm half bummed. Uh, half, I mean, you know it's going to make it better. So yeah, exactly. Good. I'm all for delays. It's fun. Spring 2018. And every, I mean, every game gets delayed now. Yeah. The last couple of Rockstar games got delayed as well, right? Yeah. Rock, I mean. I think you know, GTA 5 was GTA definitely GTA 5 was definitely delayed, delayed yep. yeah. So this is the trend for all my news stories. Is there basically all, all of them are some sort of delay of some kind. So Red Dead Redemption Two okay. is getting delayed. Yep. We also have that Nintendo's online service is getting delayed. Yep. The beta is still in the summer. Still going to happen during the summer, but it won't be released until early 2018. Or I think yep. they just said 2018. What do they say? I think they just said 2018. They just said 2018. It's great. So fall 2018. <laughs> <laughs> December 31st. A year and a half after this comes out. It finally gets online. <laughs> no, so it'll have a beta. It'll be free. So I guess the good news here is it's going to be free longer. Free longer, yeah. And they went into some details on what's going to come yeah. with with your, you know, th- uh, was it $4 a month or $20 a year? There's $8 for three months, but no Nobody one's going to no do that one. And you're basically going to get a like a free, I guess a, uh, a Nintendo Switch games collection where you can get older NES games. And they've so far mentioned Balloons, which is the one everyone was asking balloon for. Fight. Oh, sorry, Balloon Fight. Yeah, everyone loves that Balloon Fight. And, They're all NES games. And there's a plethora of Mario Brothers games available on the uh, Nintendo Entertainment System. So like you have like Mario Brothers three, and then the all-time classic Doctor Mario, which is <laughs> everyone's favorite Mario game. It actually wasn't bad. Isn't it just? Poyo Poyo, like that kind of style. Did you ever play Doctor Doctor Mario? I know of it. I played Doctor Luigi. (laughs) That's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah, it's Doctor Luigi game. Yes, it it is the same thing as Doctor Mario. Games like Balloon Fight, Super Mario Bros. Three, and Doctor Mario. They're all going to be NES games. They said in the future we might consider putting Super Nintendo games. They'll put Super Nintendo games. Big change when they initially announced the service. They said it's going to be one game a month, and you can only play it during that month. And then they switched the game. Mm -hmm. This looks like it's going to be an ongoing collection that you can play. For the lifetime of your subscription. Yeah. Uh, some other things that you get with the service is you obviously get online multiplayer. You get uh, exclusive Nintendo online service discounts in the eShop. Yeah. But aside from that, everything else you get, this, you can still access the eStore. You can still get friend codes and things like that mm-hmm. uh, with the regular service. It's it's cool stuff. I don't want to talk about it too much, though, because I think we're in disagreement about this being a good thing or not? I think the pricing twenty bucks is is great. That's a good thing. You disagree completely. I mean, yeah, it's good for the consumer. You're only paying twenty bucks, but I mean, it's it's not going to be a good service. We'll it's see. Nintendo has no history of good infrastructure when it comes to online. Uh, Xbox Live launched literally fifteen years ago at fifty bucks just to keep their servers up and running. It didn't include game sales or anything like that. Um, so I think 20 bucks is not going to be enough to build what Nintendo thinks it wants to build, or it's just going to be a bare bones, not worth the money, just online multiplayer. I think that's a topic worth delving in depth at some point in the future. Yeah. So, and plus we might get more details here. Yeah, exactly. So what else do you got for me, Chad? Hey, uh, destiny two. All very excited about that. Is there Uh, more destiny news? 
just that they are dropping grimoire cards and actually building in the lore into the game. So they've abandoned grimoire cards, so you don't have to like, oh, yeah. I love this world. What is it? How about you stop playing your game? Go to your <laughs> mobile phone. Go to bumgy.net. Bumgy. Woo! It's interactive storytelling. Bum-gy. You have to interact with their website Gross. in order yeah. to get the story. I have a lot of little baby stories, so I'm just going to kind of... Yeah, go through a few of them. All my stories are kind of short, too, honestly. Um, Uncharted movie casts Spider-Man's Tom Holland as Nathan Drake. But you know what? This is the like third person they've cast as Nathan Drake. They've gone through like 900 directors. It's been in yeah, just for Mark six Wahlberg years. on there? Yeah, Mark Wahlberg was originally supposed to play Nathan Drake. This this movie's not going to happen. Nathan Fillion still looks like Nathan Please, Drake. dear God, don't let this happen. <laughs> uh, we don't need an Uncharted movie. We don't. This is assumedly it would focus. They, on... They already made it. It started Harrison Ford, and he was <laughs> yep. looking for the Lost Ark. Yes, and he found it. It's done. It's over. We don't need any more trashy video game movies ruining our favorite franchises. Yeah, I have zero faith that Tomb Raider is going to be good either. Yeah, give me one more. I'll go. All right, give, one give more, more little baby one. Oh, PlayStation Store now has curation from game creators. That's oh I did, I noticed this yeah so there are little collections like this game creator suggests these few games and I think this is really cool because with the amount of games available on it this has been a long time problem on iOS as well but like there's so much shit on the store and it's hard to find things that matter yeah. or highlight things that are good so it's good that they are tapping game creators people who are making these games to say yep. hey these are some of my favorite things that are available on the store there was one that was weird because I went through these actually I didn't even know this is a thing that happened recently I just was on the PlayStation store and I had been there in forever and I just yeah. happened to see this and Shuhei Yoshida has yeah you can see Shuhei Yoshida one of them is Horizon Zero Dawn didn't he pass away like well before that game was even no. do you know who Shuhei Yoshida is he's still alive he's no, very no. much Who's the guy? Wasn't a PlayStation guy died recently? I I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Who's the major like video games executive who died last year? It was a Nintendo guy, right? Oh my gosh, that's right. It was Satoru Iwata. Yeah, okay. yeah. Never mind. I'm a complete <laughs> idiot. Not all Japanese names are the same person. Holden, you racist. <laughs> Is that what I was saying? Welcome to Split Screen Racist Podcast <laughs> with Holden DePardo. <laughs> And a guy who happens to be here who's not associated with Holden Pardo and his racism. <laughs> There's a wall between us. We don't even know what each other looks like. <laughs> There's a curtain over Holden's face. A curtain of shame. Uh, yeah, so I am cool. embarrassed about that, actually. <laughs> that is, like, totally not kosher on my Shuhei part. suggested Horizon Zero Dawn, and he's dead? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, tell me about a Holden, uh, Holden Pardo news story. So, I actually, let's go to PlayStation for this one. Uh, they've said that Kingdom Hearts or Final Fantasy VII Remake, <laughs> probably not for, like, maybe within the next three years we'll see Literally that. Literally said, yeah, three years. Oh, my God. I'm not even a big, like, Kingdom Hearts or Final Fantasy fan, but why do they talk about these games so far I in know, advance right? all the time? It's it, It's got to be horrible in their development team. Yeah, to have there's all another this Final hype. Fantasy VII story I've got in here, too. That Go for it. Um, that, this, that is the story. Is three years. <laughs> so there's another one. So first of all, Final Fantasy VII Remake got announced. They said it's episodic, and there are different studios working on each episode. Uh, and it's not just Square Enix. They are contracted out with other studios. And now they're, part, now they're bringing it back in. Yes. Again. Yeah. So now they've announced all of that development that was taking place at those third-party companies are now coming back under Square Enix, and we're taking it on from here ourselves. So something tells just me... Just picking up projects midway through with a whole new team of developers. I it know. works every time. Yep. You just need your fresh eyes on the project. That's all. So there's that. Those not aren't look, coming out anytime soon. Just not looking forward to that. Like, I'm very excited for 
Seven remake. I'm, I'm curious to see how it plays out and all that. But but that's just everything I've heard about it just doesn't sound Square awesome. Square just needs to, to do some PR work. They just need to not talk. They need to yeah. They need to learn things from Bethesda. Don't say anything until you're ready to release it. Like Final Fantasy 15 wasn't even called Final Fantasy 15 <laughs> when it was announced. Yep. It was a different number yep. <laughs> altogether. Two numbers ago. It was two numbers yep. ago. They got to get their act together in that way. Marketing is very off. Um, new announced games. I have Monster new announced Hunter games. XX. Yeah, new Switch that's game. That's a 3DS port for the Switch. Yeah. Uh, so not a new and game. And cross but play a, too. A port. But yeah, that's pretty cool that the it 3DS is, very and cool. Switch versions have cross play. I think that's going to be the model for the Pokemon game. And as soon as it comes out, Travis Manning will come across the land. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Travis Manning is very excited. Hundred thousand hours. Travis is a game. massive Monster Hunter fan. He tried to get me to Monster Hunter for at least a year. Yep, yep. I saw that, and I was like, "Oh, Travis, don't you know that Holden hates Monster Hunter?" <laughs> <laughs> I really, I did play Monster Hunter Three. I bought it. I did played you? it. Yeah, I didn't like it. Wasn't uh, for me. Uh, I'm, I'm into the idea of Monster Hunter. Yeah, totally. I've played a demo on the PSP Go of a Monster Hunter game. But I I don't think I got a grasp on how to play it well yeah. enough. Well, I just remember thinking, this is so cool. I'm fighting this monster right now. And then, like, 15 minutes later, I'm like, okay, I am fighting the same monster still. <laughs> I don't know if I'm doing more damage to him. I don't know if I'm doing this right. And then eventually, uh, I just never went back to that monster again. Because you fight something for a half hour and it doesn't die. You just kind of stop. It's just not worth it at that point. Yeah, like your wife. Fight your wife for half an hour and she's not dead? Jesus. Just stop it. I feel so much better about everything I've said in this podcast now. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, another new game. Far Cry 5! Yes, we just both watched the trailer. Both of us have never played a Far Cry game before, <laughs> but we're both very excited about Far Cry It looks Cry 5. pretty cool. It looks pretty cool. It does. The Thematically, it is set in America. It's Montana. Montana, yeah. Uh, set in Montana, and it is looks to be a kind of cultish very it's a religious cult for very, sure. yeah it's a religious like super christian cult yeah that uh seems to go a little bit haywire and they crazy. seem to have like taken over this town yeah basically so uh, it looks so interesting very interested in that that looks yeah. super cool something that we didn't at least i saw i don't definitely i know you didn't see it because you just saw the trailer right before this podcast but yep. there are these like character vignettes that they kind of showed so there was in the trailer there was that priest in front of the the church with the shotgun. Like, there's this little like maybe three minute scene of just like him inside that church. There was the girl in the bar. They show her kind of talking about why she's upset and what's going on in the town. It basically seems like there's like this, the religious groups taking over the town and there's like a group of people in revolt against them. That's awesome. So it sounds, yeah, it sounds like it's gonna be fun and it looks really gorgeous. Was Far Cry 4, only for PS4 and Xbox One, or did that also come for 360 and PS3? Because I know Far Cry uh, 3 came to remember. both generations. Oh, no. Far Cry 3 is only the older generation. Then maybe Far Cry 4 was for both generations. There was one of these that was not designed for next gen. Far Cry 3 is one of those that I'm waiting. I have it on PS3, mm-hmm. but I'm waiting to pay for it again on PS4 because I really want to play it on my PS4 because I don't want to plug in my PS3 again. Yeah. So, yeah, Far Cry. Super excited! I want to see more of us about were it. saying, you know what? We own Far Cry Four. We might download it yeah. and play it. Who knows? After I beat Shadows of the Fallen, I'll, or Lords of the Fallen, I'll play that. Speaking of paying for a game twice, another game coming out: Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen remake coming out for PS4 and Xbox One. 
Uh, and I'm totally excited about that because we were literally just talking about this with Jesse on the podcast. We were. What was Dragon's Dogma again? Dragon's Dogma is the action RPG that came out on PS3 a while ago. And I was like, I played the demo of it, okay. but then I, I was so excited. And then the game came out and I bought it and I never touched it. And uh, I made the joke that, man, if it came out on PS4, I would love the opportunity to pay for it twice. <laughs> now I'm going to pay for it twice. <laughs> <laughs> they heard. They listened to the podcast. They did. I got... Oh, by the way, more release dates on those, Far Cry 5 coming out February 27th, 2018. Which I think I called. You did. You did. Well, I think you said March. I said it would come out in the uh, Horizon Zero Dawn time frame. Mm, I don't remember those exact words. Okay. Well, I was very close. It's like February 28th. So if I said March, I'm happy with that. That's a, um, that's a good guess. So I got, two, I got two things. Two more left. So to go back to that delay trend again yeah beyond good and evil 2 will not be at e3 but it has been confirmed Are people still fucking talking about this game yeah it has been confirmed it's still in development so it's not like it's this is another coming. one of those games that has been like hey it, we're gonna pretend are you guys interested in this game hey it's it it might be coming out. Well, apparently... Hey, you guys want to look at this picture of a pig? We're <laughs> hinting at something. They've been doing that for 10 hundred years. Well, apparently the reason that they've been kind of keeping it under the... Uh, you know, under guys for a little while now is that it's going to be a Switch game. Switch exclusive? At least a timed exclusive, but it'll be a Switch thing. Where are and you that's, getting this information? And that's been... I haven't seen anything about this. You haven't seen anything about this being a Switch game? No. You haven't seen anything about... Beyond Good and Evil 2. No, most of, I mean, most of the time I just see Beyond Good and Evil and I throw up and pass out for a second and okay. then I move on. To so you only read the headlines like in America. I played, I played Good and Evil, Beyond Good and Evil for like 10 seconds and I was like, meh. To me, this is... It, only The only reason this is an interesting story to me is that it's like a lamer version of Half-Life 3 in terms of it's like, is it is it ever going to come? Like people oh, are really have lamer. No one's that into it. No, no one yeah. cares about this game on any level. But like there are some Half-Life people 3. who do. There are some people who do. There are some people who really care about that game. Oh, man. Some people have their priorities wrong. This is not going to be D3, but I still think this is going to be No offense to those of you who are very excited about Beyond Good and Evil 2, but there are better things out there. You guys. There are actual games you can play that have been released and talked about. That's true. I got one more, and then I think you can just take it from there. Uh, New game announcements happened today. Did you happen to see this new game announcement today? Need for Speed Payback. Oh, I saw a tease for it. There is a new Need for Speed game coming out. A Ninu Kuni for Speed? A Ninu Kuni for Speed. (laughs) (laughs) New Need for Speed game coming out. It'll be on... Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC, and coming out on November 10th. And basically, it's just another one of those open world <laughs> Need for Speed games. It's, it's just like. a, another Need for Speed. Another Need for Speed game. <laughs> no, but it's been several years since they've released one, and I think they're keeping to the same roots of like like Most Wanted, where it's that open world style, but they've apparently put a lot of time into how customizable each car is. Did you see that uh, Aaron Paul Need for Speed movie? <laughs> No, it's trash. I saw it. I'm so it sorry trash. for you. <laughs> Why did you see that movie? Because I love Aaron Paul. Did you ever see that? There's like a mashup, and it shows Aaron Paul. Spoiler for Breaking Bad season a series finale. It shows Aaron Paul driving out of like oh, his, his yeah is like the a, end of Breaking Bad is the beginning of Need for Speed. Yeah, he drives away from like being imprisoned, and then it just cuts Need for Speed. And he's driving in a super like in a supercar out of the way. Yep. It's awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, I've got two. Number one, Xbox Game Pass is live as of yesterday? It is. 
Uh, that's the that's their kind of Netflix. Yeah, service will launch for non-gold members June first. So that is the ten dollars a month. You get a hundred a selection of a hundred games that you can download and play. Uh, that's really exciting. I really hope that does well and people use it. It includes things like all the Bioshock games, Mad Max, Halo Five, Borderlands. NBA 2K16, Gears of War 1 through 3. Like, this is really exciting shit. Like, honestly, Halo 5, Gears of War, those, those are the games that you're like, I want an Xbox to play these games. 10 bucks a month, right? You can do that right? for $10. Yeah. That's so awesome. That's an, it's, it's a great deal. I bet any money Sony is going to take that idea at some point. Yeah, we'll and they, see. They we, should. Have a, we have an E3 predictions podcast on Sunday. It won't happen that soon. To, but it won't we'll happen see. that soon. Uh, there's a 14-day free trial. So, if you have an oh, Xbox wow. One. That's good. 14 days of free games. And lastly, on my nose, on my nose. On your nose. You guys, it's, a, it's been a day. <laughs> we played Frisbee. We did. Oh, that's another game we played. We played Frisbee. <laughs> but we, no, see, we played real Frisbee, though. We yeah. weren't like playing like uh, I was not PSVR a Frisbee. Nope. We're tossing a motion controller back and forth, <laughs> or move controller back and forth. I rolled my ankle. You did. You were being a total pussy about it too. You cried, and like Jesse and I had to come over hey, and like console hey, you. Hey. And <laughs> we agreed we wouldn't talk about that on the podcast, and that's very <laughs> offensive to me. PlayStation Three has ceased production in Japan. I saw that article, and I literally thought the website messed up and loaded an article from years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe that it's just happening now. No, it is just happening now. Uh, Sony had always talked about PlayStation Three being a ten-year console. And they lived up to that cycle, promise, and yeah, just over ten years, at ten and a half years. Uh, great generation of gaming. Lots of great exclusives. We'll miss you, PlayStation 3. I haven't turned you on in years. I have a lot of things I want to play on you, but I just don't want to turn you on. And I think that... Uh, that's what? I, was, what? I was about to say an E3 prediction thing, so I'm just going to stop. Yeah, we'll wait, stop. We'll wait till Sunday. Save it for two days from now. I can't wait two days. Hey, heads up. Two days from now. We already mentioned On this. Sunday. We're going to have an E3 Predictions podcast. <laughs> You've already mentioned this. I know, but I just want to let the people know right. again because in case rules of screenplay writing, and... you have to mention something three times before the audience finally And this is a, this is a screenplay right here. This yeah. is not a podcast. We've already mentioned that this whole show is scripted. <laughs> this is. I'm reading off a script right now. Yeah. Racism written in from the beginning. <laughs> um, Domestic abuse Sunday, we have an E3 Predictions written podcast. Written in from the beginning. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about our predictions for each of the three big conferences, Nintendo, Xbox, PlayStation, and then we'll have predictions for the third parties as a whole because all the goddamn third parties all have their own fucking conference now because even Devolver Digital has a whole press conference. What the hell are they going to talk about for an hour and a half? Find out when we predict it. I love there's still like a PC conference though. Who hosts the there is. PC conference? <laughs> there's a, a PC gaming conference. Who hosts that though? Does like Nvidia get up there? I don't know. Does, like, probably Dale like get up some there? nerd. The CEO. Of you Microsoft know what I'm down with there? though? I am down with companies who hire actors to do their press oh, conferences. No, because, they're always so bad. Oh, Aisha Tyler. Oh, during the Ubisoft press conferences for the past like four years, she's so much better than those like. Hey, I am oh, awkward, okay. and Better I'll to... talk about Pele and FIFA for That's a good point. 20 minutes. But I guess, like, there's these teams of, like, a thousand people who make these ga- like make the new Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. And they couldn't find one person who works in that team that could just stand in front of a crowd and talk. Nope. Can't happen, apparently. Nope. The, Kevin the Butler, man. Thing, Kevin Butler, Kevin Butler's been the best one. 
but those things always bug me because I'm like, they don't actually go home and play these games. Like, they say they do, but I don't believe that Asia Tyler is, like, going home being like, oh, my God, guys. She does. I got, she, she plays Steep? I doubt she played Steep. Oh, no, probably not Steep. But she's a big gamer. Is she really? Yeah. Have I, you ever listened to her Game Over Greggy show? No. Yeah, she's a gamer. Oh, okay. All right. Maybe they hire... You just hate women. <laughs> <laughs> and people who aren't white. That's yep. You got it. I've God, been called out right here. God, I'm, I'm a white male racist, racist from the sexist. <laughs> That's our motto. Yeah. What's, uh, the, what's I our promise, motto? We're great people. <laughs> I said racism baked in from the beginning. <laughs> Split screen gaming, you guys. Uh, what's next? What's on our thing? Oh, yeah. You got to. Are tell we already me, there? It's you're already 40 there. Minutes in? You were telling me why Zelda Breath of the Wild is okay. boring. So and I have to, Why you are wrong? I have that to put is a the disclaimer. Full I have to put a disclaimer in here. <laughs> One. I'm going to be respectful. I'm going to be respectful yes. for doing this. Yeah. That's essential. Yeah. One. Holden, <laughs> this is not a personal attack on you. I know that you identify most of your personality. I'm going to and DDoS being. your website. <laughs> I know that you identify most of yourself and your whole being with Zelda. I just I just want to point out, because you guys can't see this, but Chad is holding his hand up to his heart on his Zelda t-shirt. On as my he's... Zelda t-shirt, yes. <laughs> this is not an attack on you. Two. This is not an attack on Zelda as a franchise. I'm done with this podcast. I'm over. This is this is done. Three. <laughs> I don't hate this game. It's a good game. But there are a lot of things that are just boring about it to me. So I'd like to take you through a couple of things here. That I've, I've played this game now. I've done three of the Divine Beasts. I've watched you do the fourth one that I haven't yet done. Mm-hmm. I have done, I guess I'm around like 45 shrines. It's a good amount of shrines. I have done, I've got almost the entire map completed. Yeah. Um, so that's where I am with the game. I've seen you fight the first stage of the final boss. So I feel like I have a good understanding of the game as a whole. I'd say at that point, yeah, you have a pretty good understanding. I'd honestly even say you don't have to fight Ganon to have a full understanding of that game. No. So here's my, here's my kind of impressions of the game. Yeah. The game itself... Very, very good at the... Oh, man, what's that? I'm going to go check it out. Ooh, it's a shrine. Let me get this shrine. Oh, I can kind of see a weird-looking mountain over there. What's over there? Ooh, there's a cool little treasure chest on top. And if I beat all these goblins, then there's a cool treasure I can get. Ooh, that's a cool-looking dragon over there. I'm going to go check that thing out. So it's very good at that Mm -hmm. and getting me to explore this world. Yeah. But then it falls short. One, yeah, there are 120 shrines, but most of them are incredibly simple. They are very simple. A lot of them. Uh, and, and that's kind of a, a gripe I have with the game as a whole, is that it mm. all feels very simple. It's very vast. Yeah. There's lots of things to do in this world, mm-hmm. but all of them are very easy, and they're all usually like a one-trick kind yeah. of thing. Once you, oh, that's the trick, boom, temple solved. Mm-hmm. That's the trick, boom, shrine solved. That's, or even like environmental puzzles, like getting to some of these towers and things like that, they're all... Not very complex. I, I would definitely agree with you. There are certain towers you go to, and it's like, okay, I really do have to think about how I'm supposed to approach this one. Oh, sure. Like, yeah. the, you have the one with the malice. There's the malice everywhere, and you had to, like, find the beam to, like, lay it down so you can walk across it and get to the tower. Like, there are right. some that are kind of challenging, but you're totally right. You'll come to a shrine, and it's like, ooh, this looks interesting. This is a cool puzzle. And it was literally just that one puzzle, and then you're done with it, and you're like, that took a minute. Right. And I got here. There are some you get to, it's much meatier. Uh, there are certain shrines that do feel a little bit more like dungeon sized, but they're not. They still don't have that feel that like a full dungeon would have, and say like you know like with the forest temple or something like that. Right. In, in a period of time, nothing. Even the divine beasts don't have that. 
that feel. I would definitely and agree with you there. That comes to my next point. Yeah. The divine beasts, while massive, mm-hmm. and they have some cool techniques with like each one turning them in some way. Yeah. They feel super empty. Mm-hmm. It is literally a big hollow body. You might fight one or two baby guardians and then the boss. Yeah. Um, and it's it's tough not to compare these with older Zelda games where mm-hmm. you do have something like a forest temple where there's all sorts of different tricks and you have enemies all over in every room. There are usually mini bosses within this yeah. temple. Um, so I do feel like each of these four big dungeons or not, I don't want to call them dungeons because Nintendo's not calling them dungeons. Mm-hmm. They're divine beasts. They're different, but I do feel like they're empty. And even those are simple. Yeah. There's usually the camel is the trick. only one that has a, more complicated puzzle. The camel was, yeah, the camel was difficult in an unnecessary way almost. Like, yeah, I eventually got to the point in the camel where I just kind of just let the inside rotate until I figured out what was the best. Yeah. And there was not a lot of like, oh, it looks like if I try this, that will work. That never happened in the camel for me. Also, we we might get into a little bit of spoilers here. So if you don't want to hear it. I think at this point, it's, the game's been out right. long it's enough. Been out. Yeah. Everyone's played it. So yeah, the Divine Beast, they feel empty to me. Mm-hmm. Which is sad because these are like the four big pillars of the things that you are going to complete in this game. Then you get to them and it's like, oh, there's not a whole lot of challenge in here. There's not a lot of threats to me in here. Yeah. I just got to figure out how to rotate this to get a ball into a hole so I can fight mm-hmm. the boss. Yeah. It's kind of funny because it used to be that in Zelda games, op- the open world was kind of the safer place to be in. And then you go into these dangerous dungeons. Yeah. And now it's like, I'm in this dangerous open world and thank God I just found a shrine because I can refill my hearts <laughs> like when I get in there. Yes. It I'm, kind of I'm looking for those shrines. That. Like, oh God, I'm yeah. down to like two hearts. There's a shrine yeah. in the distance. I'm going to go get my spirit orb. I totally agree actually with what you're saying. Yeah. Like definitely you get to a shrine and it's more bite sized. It's smaller. And I think that it's, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to like not necessarily defend Nintendo, but just trying to see like what their thought process was on that. And I think that what they were trying to do was kind of create a more like in and out gameplay kind of experience where you're not just like in the middle of this dungeon that's like you know very long and large and daunting. Sure. They want and then you to explore. You, they want you to explore. And so like you get to this dungeon and it's like, well, I I really want to do this dungeon right now. It's cool. I, I or the shrine right now. I tried it's really cool. But I also was going to this mountain. And I want to keep doing that. So if it was this like hour-long shrine you got involved in, it would take you out of that exploration too much. And I'm sure right. that was a tough balancing act for them. Because you notice there are some shrines where the shrines are similar in their design and the puzzle type that they offer, as if they're kind of building off of the same idea. But that would have been really great if they were all together. That's exactly how I feel, is that yeah. there are... They have taken what used to be a dungeon, yeah, and they've split it up into ten different parts and scattered it all over the land. Mm-hmm. But what was cool about it when it was a dungeon is that you learn something in one room, and that feeds into another room, yeah, and then you have to go back to the other room to fix something else that now you have new insight on. Mm-hmm. So it all kind of worked together cohesively. Whereas now the shrines are like, cool, fix that one little trick, move on to something completely unrelated yeah. over here. I'm actually glad you brought that up because I actually thought a lot about that because there was a. I forgot the guy's name. I think his name is Mark Brown. He does these YouTube videos where he basically just dissects um, like level design or just gameplay design in general in video games. He had one thing where he talked like he has this one thing where he called Boss Key where he just really goes into like Zelda dungeons and breaks them down. Yeah, and they're really really good actually. But there's one where he talks about Mario games and he's like, how do you make a Mario game accessible for everyone and also challenging at the same uh, time for more advanced players? And he talked about how level design works in Mario. You have like this one 
little like platform puzzle you have to figure out but it's kind of simple at first because if you fall there's something you're going to land on so you don't die you can just try it again right and then once you figure that out then you go to the next one it's a little bit more challenging and this is not in like world one one than world one two i'm talking like in world within one the one world, within yeah. the same like you know level you'll have this kind of like escalation in the difficulty of that mechanic or that idea so you, they kind of took that in breath of the wild and said well cool that first platform puzzle that's now just one shrine and they took they kind of broke down what was one level into one simple thing to approach almost as if it was like a mobile game or something it's, yeah. it's weird it is totally bizarre one just a shout out to yeah. an interesting shrine Mm-hmm. Um, I love that they played with this idea. I wish they would have gone further. The two shrines on the very top of the mountain peaks, yeah, where you go into the shrine and you just have to remember what it looks like, and that's the solution to the other shrine, and mm-hmm. vice versa. Uh, there that was, was cool that was one. a really good one. Yeah, there are definitely some shrines you come to and you're like, oh, that's surprising. I didn't anticipate that. There was um, what was it? You, it's actually this is funny because this is kind of going against what you're talking about. It's a smaller puzzle that it's only the one puzzle and that's it and it's done and it's over but you walk in and it's a um, a giant uh, block and then a rail that just goes super high up into the ceiling oh yeah and you know what i'm talking about table. like that's I, one I did while you were pooping today oh did you okay yeah. like i really enjoyed like that one like that was a cool little surprise oh no you were pooping you were thumping in vr i was thumping in VR. oh we didn't mention this earlier but you played a lot of vr today i did play a lot of before. vr today yeah cool sorry continue and I liked kind of some of those like quick surprise ones, but you also got those really disappointing ones where like you find a shrine, you walk in and it's just a chest for you to collect something. Yeah. I said, just by getting here, you've done your, yeah, you've proven your worth. Like, and oh. There are some times where that's okay. Like there was one, like the labyrinth on the Island, like the labyrinth. Exactly. Like yeah. That whole thing was the puzzle. And then you get there and I get your reward. That's fine. But there are times where, Oh, like there's this, rock you know uh in in the side of this cliff looks like I can, I can blow it up and you blow it up it's like oh shit there's a shrine in here this is great and you go into it here's your chest I'm like, yeah oh i wanted to like find a shrine and then do something when i got in that shrine yeah so i guess in how to kind of place the next Zelda game i want less shrines i don't want 120 of them there's just yeah. too many of them um so what else speaking of chests yeah i don't give a shit about chests in this game. And I feel like in yeah. general there's a lack of reward in this game mm-hmm. because uh, the the chests you open will have oh here's a a sword that is a lot less than the swords that you already have yeah. or here's a, a shitty bow that you have three bows that are better than it already mm-hmm. uh, or here's an opal and I don't know what the fuck to do with an opal yet. I was like okay, I can sell it for some money but do I need it later? I don't know. So there's I, I don't. I've gotten to the point where I'm like, oh, there's a chest up there, and I could spend three minutes figuring out how to get up there, but mm-hmm. I really just don't give a shit about what's inside of it. I could get rupees, and then using those rupees, I could go get a great fairy, but then I'll need 100,000-something, and I don't really care about that. Yeah. Because even that's just kind of upgrading my armor a little bit at a fairy. Mm-hmm. So, in general, I feel a lack of rewards, and I miss... When you opened up a treasure chest... In any previous Zelda game, there's there a, a moment, and you pull out a cool new weapon, and yeah. you use that weapon, and you have, to, or you have like mm-hmm. a map that you're finally like, great, now I know my fuck away around this dungeon. Yeah, uh, they were always rewarding. There was something cool in it, or a key that you had been like, God, I can't, I can't believe I finally found this key to let me into this boss room or something like that. And they were always rewarding, um, and I missed that sense of reward. 
I I totally see where you're coming from, but I do disagree, and only I think just because how deep I am in the game. Sure. Where I like totally their treasure chest I'll see, and it's like, yeah, that's far off. I'm not going to do that. I will come across another treasure chest later on at some point. They're all over the place. What I like is that I like right now I'm in a side quest where I'm trying to. There's this kid in Hatena Village that just wants me to bring him weapons and show them to him because he thinks they're cool. Yeah. And I can't find a frost beer anywhere. And when I open a chest and find a frost beer, I'm going to be so excited. But then what do you get at the end of that? I mean, you show him all these weapons for what? I've completed so many side quests that end in literally nothing but a thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, why? They give me a camera and like, take pictures of all of these 400 things that you could take pictures of. I'm like, why do I want to do that? There's no reward to it for me. I think that part of it is like the camera ones. Those side quests exist to teach you how the camera works in case you hadn't figured it out yourself already. There's also but why like, do you want to take a picture? So if you take a picture of, say, like, like right now I am trying to find uh, acorns so that I can level up the uh, the tunic that I want to level up, right? I have to find 30 acorns. I'm like, fuck that. I'm not just going to look around for acorns forever. But if I find an acorn and take a picture of it in the Hyrule Compendium, I can then, because I've upgraded my Sheikah Slate, track whatever i've taken a picture of just like i track shrines with a little beeping sound okay so if i'm just around an acorn it'll let you know it'll let me know so uh, yeah, i guess that's good so that is useful so like right, right now i'm trying to find a frost spear for that kid if i had taken a picture of a frost spear this would have been so much easier but i didn't do that so now i'm like just wandering and like hoping at some point i find I just a frost feel the spear. payoff is just so is not enough for the the hardship yeah. you have to go through to Oh, there's an acorn on the ground. Let me take a picture of it so that I can track some more acorn, acorns so that I can then get a little bit better armor. Yeah. Like a little bit higher defense. So th- I think there's like different levels of the side quests. So there's level, the side quests where it's like really simple stuff, but there are also these really big side quests. Did you get to the homeowner's side quest at all? Did you find that one? I honestly have stopped talking to people. Okay. We'll, get to, we'll get to that in a second too. Okay. Uh, there, There's one side quest where the farther you go into it, you literally start to make your own town in the world. And, okay. and you're like finding people within other towns and telling them about this town you're making and having them come over and offering something. So eventually you get to a point where you'll have a guy in that town who can help you f- uh, um, fix certain weapons. So like if I break my Hylian shield, I can just repair it from him and get my Hylian shield back again. So there are like in certain side quests are bigger things that are going to like help you out. It just depends on the side quest. And yeah. like some of them are, I need 10 crickets <laughs> and those ones aren't super rewarding outside of getting some rupees, but rupees are so easy to get anyway that right. there's not rewarding, but there are definitely side quests where you get, big stuff out of that so the npcs are not a fan of though uh no so that's another thing is that uh i don't know anyone's name in this game because other than the traditional zelda, like legend of zelda characters like zelda yeah. impa ganon link you know mm-hmm. um because i don't i don't care about any of them yeah they they have really thin personalities if they get one at all but most of them i've gotten so tired of talking to people of talking to people because I talk to them, and then I mash A for about 10 seconds while they go, Are you the Link? Is that a Sheikah Slate? Every fucking person in this whole world <laughs> says that for the first 10 seconds of our conversation. It was like, yes, please somebody get on a horse and tell the rest of the world so I don't have to listen to this for 100 years <laughs> that I've been alive now. Um, 
so they all start with that same conversation and then they they don't have any personality at all they're all exactly the same they're just like oh man i wish i had a boyfriend but i'm a girl pirate ah. <laughs> and that's it so can i ask you a question yeah because again i'm not going to disagree with you here how is that different than other zelda games it's it's not so different from other Zelda games. I think I'm at... I was spoiled by Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay. That was one of my absolute favorite things about that game is every mm-hmm. single fucking person in that game yeah. was so fleshed out mm-hmm. and they were all such amazing and the voice acting helps, but they were all completely unique and they all had these long backstories that you discovered, but I think I was spoiled by that. And I, yeah. I think I think a little bit of this game, I was... I went into it with like... There's no way I could come out of it thinking it, like yeah. it was against it. Yeah, that Horizon Zero Dawn being part of it. Another thing is that I everyone was always like, "Oh my God, it's this big open world and you can do anything." And they don't hold your hand at all. There's no like, no like glowing map markers. And it's like, well, every single side quest has a map marker and it's a glowing dot and says, "Go here, talk to this guy." And then you go there. Oh, talk to my wife over there. And there's a glowing dot on the map. Not all of them. Uh, every single main quest so far. Every single side main quest, quest yeah. yeah, that every was single side quest that I've discovered has a little glowing dot. Every person that offers you a side quest has a red dot next to their text as you walk by them. So far that I've noticed, yeah, that like, is true. So like, I'll so I'll give you an example of quests that don't tell you like what to do. So there was one I was in the Faron Woods. No, it was in, yeah, I was in Faron Woods, I believe, around there. And did you ever meet Cass? I don't know. I told you I don't know anybody's name. So Cass is know. the the bird with the. Um, which we called. Oh the, yeah, the I talked accordion. to him like three times and got bored of whatever he was trying to say. So he'll you'll find him around the world sometimes when he's playing his accordion. Talk to him, and there's like a riddle he'll give you, and one of them is like, um, follow the path until the serpent's tongue, and then like something will happen, and you I have to notice. like figure out like what he's talking about. I saw him outside yeah. uh, today while I was playing while you were in VR. Mm-hmm. I was uh, I walked by him and he had a little red dot next to him. And I was like, I don't even fucking care anymore. So I just walked, kept walking. I didn't even talk to him anymore. Do those ones. Like, those ones are actually really fun. I like the cast ones a lot. Well, if I can remember where he was. There's always, because, like, there's one where it's, like, um, it was, like, find the, the horned beast and have him stand upon, like, this or whatever. And he had to find a deer, uh, um, like, capture the deer, ride the deer to the certain point, and then, like, stand on a shrine pedestal. At a, it was... There's like cool things like that you have to kind of interpret. The main quest, though, I noticed that they would give you like an option. So like with Impa as an example, she would she would ask you like, "Do you want to know what Zelda had to tell you?" And if you say yes, I do want to know what Zelda had to say, then it tells you where the four divine beasts are and exactly what to do. But if you just said, ah, "I don't want to know what Zelda had to tell me," oh, I guess you'll I just never yes. get those those dots. Gotcha. So I think that what I noticed is that if I went into it with a completionist mentality of like, I need to do these things and hear what everything has to say, yeah. then it did hold my hand a little bit more. It just kind of depended on what your answers were to certain questions. Sometimes, too, I noticed that people will respond to me differently depending on like what I'm doing. So like, do this. This is really funny. Go into one of the stables or into like one of the inns and take all your clothes off and talk to someone while they're yeah. sleeping, <laughs> and they'll freak out and they'll be like, "Why are you talking to me while I'm naked? Or while, you're in, <laughs> while you're naked?" Or um, if you go to Beetle and if you're, did you ever see the beetles that are like on the trees you can grab? 
different studios. No. If you grab one of those and then go talk to Beetle, he'll be like, oh my gosh, you have like an Electro Beetle? I've been looking for an Electro Beetle. And he's really excited about it. He'll, he won't even get the option to buy things from him because he'll be so excited about your Beetle and you can give it to him or not give it to him and there's a reward for giving it to him. So it's kind of like, in, kind of going to the whole like, you don't want to talk to NPCs. By talking to the NPCs, you can kind of find little things to do. If that interests you, and it sounds like it's not interesting yeah, to you, maybe, yeah. So, like, I guess, I guess, my question for you then it's, would be: it all depends on what the reward would be, because so yeah. far I've just been burned by so many quests that I don't even care yeah. enough to do these these side quests. Yeah, and I could go on about like what certain small things are sure, are going to yeah, be useful. But, I won't bore you with that right now. But I guess I'm kind of curious because you do. You, it's not that you don't like the Zelda franchise. I know you no, like the yeah. Zelda franchise. Like, I think you we both think that Link Between Worlds is the best 3DS game. Best 3DS game? Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. I haven't put a whole lot of thought into that, but maybe that yeah. might be it. It's up there for sure. Yeah. So I know you like the franchise. Not like, I like do. Zelda I like the franchise, and I enjoy the... I mean, the game is super polished. Yeah. It it plays really well. I guess I'm but, trying to... Like, I guess what I'm trying to find out is, like, how does this sit with other Zelda games for you? Like, how does this compare? Oh, it's it. this is yeah. the first Zelda game that it, it has been a chore to, to finish. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like... I've, I've told you at several times like I'm gonna power through the Zelda game because everybody <laughs> fucking loves it and it's been such a, a I know that I'm in the minority on this one but mm, yeah other Zelda games I've always been like oh man that's super cool oh man I can't wait to find out what's in this next dungeon but now it's like oh well that dungeon was empty and I guess the next one's gonna be that way too but that's another mm-hmm. thing I have to do on my way to Ganon yeah. or I don't have to do it at all so I am curious what you think of Hyrule Castle. Yeah, I've heard that that is, like, the one thing in the game that is kind of like a traditional Zelda dungeon. Yeah, I think Travis and I were talking in our spoiler chat about how the next Zelda game, we want dungeons like Hyrule Castle. You kind of approach it from any angle you want to, and there's no, like, you got to do these five things to get to a certain point. You can just go to that certain point. You just have to figure out how to get to that certain point. Yeah. That's what I want to, excuse me, that's what I want to see out of all future dungeons going forward. Because I agree, geez, burping a lot. The divine beasts are, are are really cool. Like I enjoyed like getting to the camel by riding the seal up to him and shooting the bomb arrows at his feet. Like that was all really fun. But I'm now playing Majora's Mask because I've never played Majora's Mask all the way through before, and those dungeons are amazing. Yeah, they're still better than than Breath of the Wild dungeons by a long shot. And but to be frank, Breath of the Wild is still my favorite Zelda game. Sure. But the dungeons are definitely the weakest part of that game for yeah. me. Uh, one last thing. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> to round it out on everything about this game and why it's boring. <laughs> uh, to me, the combat and the lack of em- enemy diversity. Yeah. I feel like I'm always running into the same three enemies, whether it's a moblin mm-hmm. or the lizards. Yeah. Or the little guys who jump and disappear out of the air. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's always the same few types of enemies or the baby guardians. Yeah. Um, and then the combat itself isn't very difficult at all. No. Like it, if takes you know, about, it takes about maybe five minutes to master. Once you figure out how to really properly – and it actually took me longer than I thought it would. There's a point where you can just start doing flurry rushes on any yeah. hit so that f- comes after you. That So fighting normal enemies. Yeah. Uh, I found without even knowing that the perfect dodge existed. Yeah. Uh, I, that was still like super, just by dodging or jumping, running around behind them, sneak attack, things like that. Uh, I would kill them and it wouldn't be any issue at all. Uh, the, when you do finally ma- master that 
perfect mm-hmm. dodge. Like I fought Water Blight Ganon, it was my first uh, beast that I did, and it took me like 20 tries. I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> is going on? And then I happened to be Z-targeting him because I was dodging a lot, but you know, Horizon Zero Dawn doesn't mm-hmm. have a, a lock-on or a target of any kind. You're mm-hmm. just kind of freeform throughout the yeah. whole battles. Uh, so I was dodging a lot, and I was fighting him, but I wasn't Z-targeting him. And then I was Z-targeting by accident, I guess, once, and I did a perfect dodge, and the Flurry Rush thing popped up, and I was like, oh. And then I did the Flurry Rush and took like a quarter of his health out, and I was like, oh. <laughs> if you do these perfect dodges while you're Z-targeting, then these guys go down super quick. And then the next two bosses were super quick and easy because of it. The bosses are too easy. Lynels are the hardest enemy in that game, hands down. Lynels I have not fought as, like, in the very beginning with the water bike, and you have to get the, the thunder arrows in yeah. order to, uh, the lightning arrows. That's the first, that's the only Lynel I've come across so far. Okay. And that's the one where, like, I was, the very first thing I did in the game, so I was way, didn't have enough equipment, any good equipment. So I haven't actually fought a Lynel yet. Lynels are as a competent person. Uh, coming from someone who plays Dark Souls games, they're hard. Yeah, they are hard. At this point, I've fought them enough that I've I know how to fully rush them properly, but they are hard. That was one where I did try to fight him for a good like, and I was doing the same. I was dodging. I was like, I know I've seen Holden do a perfect dodge before, and I was dodging out of his, but it didn't happen. I wasn't yeah. targeting so, mm-hmm. um, but I died on him about thirty times, and then I realized, oh. I could also just stealthily walk around while he's doing this and just gather the lightning arrows that way from trees and shit. Yeah. So that's what I ended up doing. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, I guess I'll maybe I'll find a couple of those and see if those give me a challenge. But in general, the combat isn't difficult. And mm-hmm. then now that has led me, and I, and I, again, don't see any reward from it. It's not like they're dropping rupees. They'll drop, occasionally I'll come across a weapon that might be better than the one I have, although most of the time not. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that has led me to... <laughs> try to just fight as few things as possible on my way to wherever I'm going. If I pass through a group of enemies and they all start fighting me, I'll just keep running. I have enough stamina to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'll just keep running And I'm, because the only thing that comes from that fight is my weapons break. I'm like, well, I'll keep the weapons that I've got for now so I can use them on real things that matter. So I'm discouraged from fighting. Yeah. So that's, in general, why mm-hmm. I find Zelda boring. I don't enjoy the combat too much. The dungeons and shrines are either way too simple or they're empty. Um, the NPCs all say the same fucking shit for the first 30 <laughs> seconds while you're talking to them. And I just have to mash that button to get through it. And then, yeah, generally in the game, there's just been a lack of reward for me. Mm-hmm. Treasure chests don't mean anything. Shrines, I guess you get enough of them. Like, do I need another heart? If I'm perfect dodging all this shit, do I need another heart or more stamina? So... That's yeah. why I find Breath of the Wild boring. If you mm-hmm. disagree with me, which I'm sure every single one of you do, yeah, go ahead and uh, send us an email. We're going to get DDoSed. We are. We're going to get DDoSed. DDoSed. Yeah. House of Cards style. Spoiler. <laughs> and we'll be excited. Like, oh my God, we have so many people <laughs> coming to our site. Um, so no, what, are your, what are your thoughts on all of that? No, I mean, I don't disagree with you. And I, th- I guess the best way to explain how I don't disagree with anything you said and still think this is my favorite Zelda game. Yeah. Is that every time I played a Zelda game, I would always just say, fuck the story, like, fuck whatever's happening. I'm just, like, this is what I'm doing in the game. And I will kind of create my own little thing, like, oh, like, I have to beat the army that's in the, you know, uh, in the Gerudo, or in the uh, Goron Mines right now. So, like, I'm going to go run to the Goron Mines. And, like, and I wouldn't, like, pay attention to, like, the, oh, I have to collect these three items in the game, I have to sword. And, like, I was just kind of kind of in my head my imagination as a kid just kind of make my own thing as it went along sure 
And this is the game that it's easiest to do that with because there's you can just ignore the story so much. And there's when you do kind of get into a Divine Beast, because it's like a little bit more barren and empty, I don't feel like I'm being in terms of like my imagination and what I want out of the game. I can kind of control that a little bit more. That seems really weird as an answer. Does that make like any sense no, at no, all? But that, like, I kind of get it. So like, here's something ridiculous. I think back to this when playing Breath of the Wild. Sometimes this is the, one of the dumbest things I do as a kid. Is I'd play Zelda games, and in my head imagine that the enemies were chasing me the entire time. So like, <laughs> I would just be like running for me. Like, I got to get to the castle quickly because if I get into the castle, then they can't like they won't get me. So like that was like part of the story for me, and I just had this own thing happening. But it was always frustrating when you get to a point in that game where it's like, okay, now there's this cutscene, and I'm like. I don't care. Like I, I just want to do my own thing right now, and I don't get that Breath of the Wild. I just I get to the cutscene. I can skip over if I want to, or like oh, I'm going over to the mountain for like for you know this reason. I'm trying to hunt like I'm trying to hunt Lionels right now, so sure. I can upgrade certain items. And like now I'm like on my own little journey to like hunt Lionels, and it just it's I don't know. It captures my imagination in a way that other Zelda games haven't even done. And I can, I can see how this world kind of lends itself to that. Yeah. How vast it is and how many different areas oh, yeah. and types of things like, there are to do. Like, still to this point, I'm, I just actually just checked it before the podcast. I put 215 hours into Zelda, uh, which means I haven't been playing it too much lately. I really binged played it for like a solid yeah. month and a half. So I'm playing it a little like sparingly now. But I still, when I'm like on top of a mountain, just look out at the vista and it's just like the rolling hills and i'm like oh this is so amazing like i still like love just looking out on on the vistas yeah but you're right it is as much as there's there's a ton of things to do in there i don't want to look for korok seeds that much yeah like there's all like hey, tons of things you to tell do me, like yeah what do they do the korok seeds? why do i want them so you haven't found have you done the master sword yet no, that's the next thing I'm gonna do is get the master sword. Then I'm. Do you want me to tell you? Because you're gonna find out. Is it related to that? Okay, it's not really. It's not related to the master sword, but like in the vicinity, you'll be like, oh, this is what Korok okay. seeds. Yeah, are Yeah, don't tell me then. Yeah, but there that's is a, another there, thing. Like there is a very legitimate reason to, to collect the Korok seeds, but yeah. after a certain point, that legitimacy kind of goes away. Without going too much into spoilers for you, I feel like that was the ultimate in laziness. We're gonna put 900 of these things in the game. Yeah, but. You literally don't have to do anything. Oh, there's a rock there, and I pick it up. So no, or there's. I'm learning to love the Korok seeds a little oh bit more. Oh my god, there are. They're, so at, I, so I simple, had, though. I had that reaction at first because they're the the majority of them are just like, oh, pick up this rock. But usually it's like a rock on top of a mountain that you wanted to get on top of the mountain anyway. In defense of the rocks. Yeah, they're easy to find, but it's also one of my favorite moments of the game is when you pick up the rock and then just drop it on its head. I started afterwards. doing that once you told me. <laughs> yeah, isn't that great? Yep. It's so much fun. It always makes the uh sound whenever you hit them. But there's some that are like really difficult to find. Like uh, there was one. Uh, there's there's like a little like um, it's like a, I guess like a track, like a lap you can run with your horse, but it's like an abandoned like uh, desolate little area like it's like a, like ruins of something okay and there's these 10 targets surrounding there and i'm like i wonder what would happen if i knocked all these targets down and i knocked all the targets down and he goes you got a korok seed and like i it's kind of nice for those people who are like oh like i noticed this slight pattern in the world i wonder if i do this if it will start working yeah like there's one in in hyrule castle where I knew there was a Korok seed there the entire time, and I didn't figure out the Korok seed until my fifth attempt going in. And it was so simple, I felt like an idiot. It was one of those ones where it has, like, the five pedestals, yep. and four of them have an apple, yep. and you have to put an apple on the fifth one. But this one was hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> and I'm like, 
I know how I, I have an egg, but there's a campfire over here. I'm gonna light the campfire and then just drop the egg on there. Maybe that'll make it hard boiled. And that didn't work. It just made it a flame egg or something like that. So it's like, and I'm like, oh, I'll just come back to this later on. And then eventually I realized the little pedestal is warmed water. <laughs> so <laughs> I can put the egg. In I it. can just put the egg in it. Like, <laughs> so it's kind of like small things like that that I appreciate. But again, that's not going to convince someone who already found putting an apple down interesting. It's just yeah. it's still going to be boring to that to that same person. But so that's why I find Zelda boring, and that's why I find it fascinating. Just because Chad finds it boring, <laughs> you find it fascinating mostly because it's all in your head. Yes. Awesome. Um, so we have some subscriber interactions. Oh, that's right. Subscriber interact is like, what do we do next in this show? We haven't done it in two <laughs> weeks, and I've already forgotten. Do we have? Because mine shows none. I have one. You have I one? Just, oh, I just okay. didn't write it down. Well, hold in. I'm sorry. How am I supposed to plan? Tell me. <laughs> so, my question. I mean, sorry. Our subscribers' question. Oh, our subscribers. Yeah, our subscribers' question. question is what has been announced at E3 that we never heard of again? They don't necessarily care about. We were like, that was kind of cool. Why didn't that not get talked about? So it's been announced before. It's been announced before, but we haven't really heard about it like too much since. It might not be like something you're super looking forward to, something you might not ever do, but kind of like, why haven't not we heard about that? Not necessarily vaporware, but like... Yeah, it could be vaporware. That's okay. fine. Because uh, I guess mine I'm thinking of is totally vaporware. Mine is deep down. Yeah. Okay, that's a good one. It, well, well, it wasn't E3. It was the PlayStation Four reveal event. I think that counts. Any, I guess. But yeah, the, any. Uh, I meant E3 in a very vague sense. Deep Down yeah. looked super cool. It looked like a uh, kind of Dark Souls like game, four player co op, yep. fighting big monsters in a dungeon of sorts, and it had some cool looking magic stuff. That looked like a really cool game. It was going to be free to play. It's from Capcom, mm-hmm. and then we didn't see it, and we didn't see it, and a couple years later they're like, "Oh, it's still coming," and it kind of has changed course a little bit, and it's a very different game. And now it has been four years. Yeah. Was it 2013 was the reveal event? Uh, early 2013, yeah. January, and February. Yeah, it's been four years Fe- February now. 20, 2013, yeah. yeah. And nothing on this game. It, it, I remember that was one of the games, too, where you saw the graphics of the time, and you're like, whoa, this yeah, is like what next-gen graphics like, yeah. are going to be like. And that's why I was so excited to see it. But like now that Dark Souls is, is out, I don't know. Because that's just, just the only reason that game existed or looked cool, because... Dark Souls didn't exist yet. Right. <laughs> on well, Demon's Souls did. That's, that's why I think I was excited, because I'd played Demon's Souls. No, I was it, like... but it hadn't existed yet on a on a next-gen console, though. So that's why that seemed exciting. Oh, right, it's like, yeah. oh, well, while we're waiting for Dark Souls, I will play this, because this will be coming out this year. Right. <laughs> and nope. it didn't. What's yours? Uh, Illumaroom. It was a not oh, a game. Oh, the Xbox. Yeah, using I always a projector thought, to kind of extend your screen around the whole. It was such a cool idea. Yeah, it was a cool idea. So like the idea is like if a bomb went off, it would project something with cool lights and stuff, but also project just your living room back onto the living room again. That way, it could like ripple the living yeah. room with a bomb or something like that. It was such a cool idea. It was one of the things where I'm like, yeah, that seems like tacky, but I can totally see that being once you so, have it, you can't not have it. Kind yeah, of things in games. there is. I wish I I super super wish that like HomeKit and smart accessory stuff takes off because Philips Hue has some of the coolest integrations. They do like seeing the the Hue camera, whatever's on the screen, kind of your lights change that color, things like that. I've watched a few episodes of Sci-Fi's Twelve Monkeys with the sync feature on, mm-hmm. and the lights will in the show if there's a gunshot the flash or there's like a they have this time portal machine where it kind of charges up and your lights generally get blue and brighter and brighter and brighter until he zaps through and then they're gone mm-hmm. rise 
on Xbox 360 or on Xbox One has Philips Hue integration. Oh, really? As you're playing the game, the lights will change along with that's the game. That's super cool. So that's kind of like a, a poor man's version of a Luma room. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the things where if I ever get an Xbox One or maybe a Scorpio, who knows, after next week, uh, I would love to try out Rise. Even if the game oh, yeah. itself is not that good, I just want to play. I mean, sci-fi's 12 No, knowing that, that I now want to try Rise. Yeah. Because that just sounds fun. Does it Gus does. Have, a, have Rise? Uh, before he sells his 360. Or I don't his, think he does. Why do I keep calling it 360? It's already gone. Oh, it's already gone? It's already gone, yeah. I was talking to him yesterday, and it wasn't gone. I think he went to GameStop and traded in at GameStop. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, damn. Yeah. If you have a 3... Uh, God! It's not a 360. It's an Xbox One. Xbox One. If you have an Xbox One, and you have Rise, and you would like to give it to me, and don't have to, like... <laughs> I don't have to go pick it up somewhere. You just want to literally drop it off in my apartment, and I don't know. I don't even want to talk to you while you bring it back. I would I would love to do that. <laughs> so bring it to me. Let me play it with Philips Hue. I, I might get a Scorpio this year, so maybe we'll get... I have Philips Hue, so we you can do, do yeah. yeah. Well, actually, so does I have to share my, like, this is really cool, Philips Hue. There are some apps you can get that you don't necessarily have to watch a movie that's designed to work with Philips Hue. Like, there's an app you can get that will, you point your camera at yeah. the TV. and it The will, Hue camera app. Yeah, and it will just, like, adapt to what you're watching. So you're watching Star Wars, and, like, when, you're, when we were on Hoth, the lights were really bright and white, and we yeah. get like in space, and they like dim down and like get darker, and it was it was cool. I have an iPod Touch in my apartment, uh, mostly for like if a if company comes over and they need to control the lights, they can use the iPod or something like that. Uh, but also that's what we use our Hue camera for. We set that up on a little baby tripod on the coffee table, uh, and I played through Uncharted three with all of that. So mm-hmm. like, and when you're in Nepal and all the bright colors and there's kind of reds of the clay and things like that, yeah. you're room turns red or you're in the desert and fucking everything is sandy and and you're in the oh god it's so good it's so freaking good yeah it is immersive in a surprising yeah. way also if yeah. you watch planet earth with that on ooh, that's a good time that's a good one yep yeah well cool any do you have any uh interrogatives at all uh no no once again yeah. we'd love to hear from you do you have Give any me a call my cell phone number is eight six seven five three oh nine if someone did have a question and they wanted to email us, where are the emails, Chad? Split Screen Gaming Podcast at gmail.com. Same oh, one we mentioned earlier where I'd send you nudes. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Cool. And then what's our Instagram? Instagram, which someone commented on today. Some dude that I forgot yeah. his name already. The, the completionist. The completionist. The completionist. It was a C word. Uh, one of those other C words. Instagram is, what am I saying? At, oh, at Split Screen GP. Twitter is at Split Screen GP. And that's also where, like, if you need updates on. Hey, I miss Holden and Chad. Where's their podcast this week? Uh, I've been tweeting that out. Like, hey, Holden's throat issues. Actually, I think I said due to throat difficulties. <laughs> we are postponing until Friday. Um, so, yeah. Oh, also something very exciting. Holden and I are going to the PlayStation E3 conference. Oh, yeah. PlayStation E3 event experience, whatever the fuck they're calling it. At a movie theater. Yeah, where they show the conference live at AMC, and Sony gives you, they're going to get like exclusive poster and the, you know, yeah. the Sony exclusive trading cards and things like yep. that. If you follow us on Instagram, you totally would already know about this. Yeah, moment. you would absolutely already know. And we <laughs> spent two days freaking out about Matter it. Matter of fact, the completionist already knows about it because that's what that's he right. commented that's on. That's what he commented on. So, uh, we're, so what are you guys doing? Too, which is going to be really exciting. So stay tuned for our thoughts about that. Yeah. E3 is coming so soon. I can't wait. I'm, I'm so excited. This is going to be a big E3. This is going to be a fun one. I'm excited. She said that. Scorpio, Nintendo, Post Switch, and 
Sony just is. Sony they just, just always does a good still job. Still killing it. They, <laughs> still killing it. They really do consistently every year knock it out of the park. Well, at least for the last three years. But every year where they haven't knocked out of the park, it's like, well, Microsoft also didn't do that well. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a slow yeah. year. Yeah. Cool guys. Cool. Thanks for listening. Uh, you're a bunch of palm fronds. <laughs>